Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Buffalo Shots Podcast. Hello again and welcome to another Horror Shots Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. If you're unfamiliar with Morbidly Beautiful, well, you should get on that. It's a very awesome site that has all sorts of pop culture, horror-related stuff on it. What do I mean by that? Well, anything from reviews to interviews to top ten lists and everything in between. Right now, they're doing a great holiday season, which you definitely need to check out for yourself. Now, this episode today, though, is going to be a little bit different. Uh, There's not going to be a whole lot of script reading. I do have a little story for you at the end, but I just want to talk about the year and decade in review, or so to speak, anyway. Now, over the last year, especially, the Horror Shots podcast, one you're listening to right now, has gone through a few changes and quite a bit of growth, and I have you to thank for that, because without listeners, without people interacting and Hitting me up on social media, I really wouldn't have much of a podcast, would I? No, I wouldn't. So over the last year, as I said, there has been a lot of growth. I joined Morbidly Beautiful, which has helped expand and bring you to new content as well. And that's my overall goal, is to bring you as much awesome content as possible. And I know I've been slacking a little bit in getting you the extras, so just be patient. As soon as I have the time, I am going to start really pushing for new content. And that'll mostly be little shorts for the Patreon, and maybe some little tidbits for Facebook and Twitter and all sorts of little social media outlet platforms that I can use to get you more information about the stuff that I talk about on here. And I did mention that I wouldn't have a podcast without you, the listeners. And there have been some over the past year that have been particularly active. I'd like to really thank Jesse from the Fresh Kills Con, And he's been a great resource, and he's been very fantastic with just being a very supportive person when it comes to the podcast and being a huge fan. And even though I didn't get the chance to go down to the Fresh Kills Con this year because of a car accident, which sucked, he was super understanding and was really receptive to me regardless. And I've talked to him since, and he's got some pretty cool stuff coming up, so look for him to be back on the podcast as well. Another fan, I guess you could call her had a big year herself. Her name is Hart, and she did win a poster from one of the contests, and I can't remember if that was this year or last year, but regardless, we've kept in touch over Facebook and on Instagram, and she's a wonderful young girl who just gave birth uh, this past year as well, so as I said, it was a big year for her, so I want to congratulate her on her new family and for being an awesome listener and supporter of the show as well. And with the new year fast approaching, just a few days away at this point, we're going to enter a whole new decade in 2020. Now, I could go into all the cultural experiences and differences and celebrations that go on in the new year and how people start over and they see it as a time of renewal and they really want to get their lives to where they want to go in the next year. 
That's doubly so, I would like to believe anyway, for a new decade. We're entering a whole new time, a whole new future, where literally anything is possible. And I hope that you have the best year and the best possible decade. It's an exciting time, really, just to be alive. And I know that is a very cliche thing to say, but it's true. We have all the technology in the world, and we have information literally at our fingertips. We can find out anything we want at any time. So if I had one piece of advice for you going forward in the next year, in the next decade, is to learn. Never stop learning. It's the most important thing you can do. There's no excuse not to. You can turn Facebook off, and you can stop looking up cat memes, or whatever it is you like to do on the internet, and just research. Find out something that interests you, and build on it. That's how this podcast started. I was always a fan of the supernatural and the unknown. And, you know, based on my past with radio broadcasting and broadcasting in general, and then my horror side, I really thought this would be a great idea. And it turns out it wasn't super terrible, which is very strange for me, to be completely honest. And I know this podcast right now has just been a little bit candid. We're just, we're just having a chat between a couple of friends. And I really hope that you do enjoy it. And I do mean everything that I do say. But of course, I do have a little bit of information for you. I have some stories to tell for the podcast, for the episode. And I'm not going to leave you hanging on just some sappy, happy new year, merry Christmas, happy holidays sort of stuff. I do have a story that comes all the way from Iceland. And he is called the Yule Cat. Or, <laughs> and here's the big or, let me try to say this word, okay? It is the Yola Kutrin. At least I think I'm saying that right. It's about 15 letters long and a lot of them are doubled up. So mixed with my little fondness for mm, dyslexia, I guess you could call it. Sometimes those words are a little bit tricky for me to wrap my brain around. I know I'm not perfect. Anyway, this cat is not your ordinary house cat. He is a giant cat that towers over the average house. And he spends his Christmas night peering into the windows of families and, more particularly, children. We all know the Krampus legend, as I covered, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, and how he would work as sort of Santa's little helper. Not the Simpsons dog, but he would go on and kidnap pretty much naughty kids. No coal for these guys. They would get hit with sticks and even take him back to, well, hell. That's not quite the case with the Yule Cat here. Yule Cat is a little more... Vicious? I'm not even sure vicious is the word. He's a little more nefarious. We'll call it that. We'll go with nefarious. What he does is, as I said, he peers into the windows of children to see if they got new clothes. So you can call him the fashion police, I guess, of Iceland. And if the child doesn't have new clothes, well, he eats their dinner. Yeah, it doesn't seem too bad, does it? No. But what's for dessert? (laughs) Well, there we go. It's the child himself. Now, if the child didn't receive new clothes, then it pretty much was a sign that they were undeserving. It doesn't really have much to do with economic standards, although it can. If the child can't afford new clothes, then, well, it apparently means that they get eaten as well. I should say the child's parents, not the child himself. There are some ways around it, though. They can donate clothes to the less fortunate, which would also save their souls from being eaten by the Yule cat. But ultimately, this cat is, well... A legend, you could say, and it's meant to promote generosity. 
especially to those who need it and to children who, you know, this season is all about the kids. If you have any family with kids or you have kids yourself, then you understand what it's like to watch them open presents on Christmas morning. You may remember yourself as a kid being like, this is the best time of the year. And then you grow up and have your own kids or your own family and you can see that wonderment, that joy just flow through them. And it makes it all worth it. It's kind of cyclical in that sense. You enjoy it when you're a kid, so you grow up and you have the kids enjoy it themselves. And then you enjoy it through them. A little, you know, vicariousness there, but whatever. At this point, I'm just kind of rambling about how awesome Christmas is when you're a kid, or if you have a family. And it is. And there's also a story, or a poem, about the Yule Cat, from one Johannes Urkutlam. And it goes as such. You all know the Yule Cat, and the cat was huge indeed. People didn't know where he came from, or where he went. He opened his glaring eyes, the two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. His whiskers sharp as bristles, his back arched up high, and the claws on his hairy paws were a terrible sight. He gave a wave of his strong tail, he jumped and he clawed and he hissed, sometimes up in the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry and evil. In the freezing Yule snow, in every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everybody knew he hunted men, but didn't care for mice. He picked on the very poor that no new garments got for Yule who toiled and lived in dire need. From them he took in one fell swoop their whole Yule dinner, always eating it himself, if he possibly could. Hence it was that the women at their spinning wheel sat, spinning a colorful thread for a frock or a little sock. Because you mustn't let the cat get hold of the children, they had to get something new to wear from the grown-ups each year. And when the lights came on on Yule Eve, and the cat peered in, the little children stood rosy and proud, all dressed up in their new clothes. Some had gotten an apron, and some had gotten shoes, or something that was needed. That was all it took. For all who got something new to wear, stayed out of that pussycat's grasp. He then gave an awful hiss, but went on his way. Whether he still exists, I do not know. But his visit would be in vain, if next time everybody got something new to wear. Now you might be thinking of helping where help is needed most. Perhaps you'll find some children that have nothing at all. Perhaps searching for those that live in a lightless world will give you a happy day and a merry, merry Yule. I like that little story. It has a decent message, and like I said, it's all about giving. If you're generous and you find somebody who needs help, and you will be saved by the Yule Cat. The original Grumpy Cat, if you will. Now, it's difficult to tell where this story actually started, but a lot of people think it took place during the Dark Ages. You know, when people were very, very hard done by, and, you know, health standards weren't the greatest, and people were generally pretty poor. So if you could just spare a little bit and get your kids something new to wear in the year, then, well, another horror would be saved from your family. Now, the Yule Cat also isn't the only sort of holiday trickster or monster that lurks the night on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve in Iceland. There's one called Grela who kidnaps kids and cooks and eats them if they're disobedient. In that legend, it also states that the Yule Cat is owned by Grela or Gryla. Not 100% sure on how to say it. Nevertheless, it's a whole 
baby-eating family they have over there. And that does bring us to the end of this episode. I really do hope you enjoyed it, even though it was a little bit short and I went on a little bit of a, a rambly rant near the beginning, but I just, once again, want to thank you all for listening. It means the world to me every time I see a download. If you do like what you hear, you can leave a review on pretty much anywhere you like. Although iTunes and Apple Podcasts are a couple of the good ones where a lot of people find the podcast most. Also, Stitcher is a very acceptable platform, but if you do have a platform that you prefer, you can feel free to drop a review anywhere you like. If I see it, I will read it out on the podcast. There is some news that I do want to share with you, and if you're a patron, you would have already known this already, but if you're not, then, well, starting in the new year, the Horror Shots podcast will have a new name and some new branding. Now, Horror Shots in and of itself is not going anywhere, but I think it's time to spice things up. The name doesn't really convey what I was hoping it would. And I feel that having a more catchy and more precise name where somebody can read it and go, oh, okay, that's what this is about, as opposed to thinking, hmm, what would horror shots be? And maybe not giving it a listen or giving us a chance. So in the new year, and look for a release about this on social media in the coming days, will be called The Ominous Origins Podcast. It's still going to be a horror shots production, and horror shots as the overarching company, if you want to call it that, will remain. So the Facebook, social media, Twitter, Instagram, they are all going to remain as Horror Shots, and the Ominous Origins podcast will be a Horror Shots production, as I said. So I'm not going anywhere. Nothing serious is changing. We're just doing some rebranding on the back end here. And that's going to be for the new year. As I said, it's a time for new beginnings, and with the 2020 starting, I think there's no better time to start this new journey into the podcasting world. So, until next week, I hope you enjoyed the very last official Horror Shots podcast, and we'll be back next week, probably on our tour of the eerie United States.